Parshas Tetzava begins with the ambiguous pronoun, va'ata, and you, referring to Moshe Rabbeinu. It is well known that Parshas Tetzava is the only Parsha since Moshe came onto the scene where his name is not mentioned. The reason Moshe's name is erased explains the Balaturim is because when Hashem threatened Moshe that he will annihilate the Jewish people after the sin of the eagle, Moshe replied famously, Erase my name from the Torah. So there's one Parsha in which Moshe's name is not mentioned. What is peculiar about this is that the episode of the eagle is recorded in next week's Parsha, Parsha's Kesisa. So why is Moshe's name omitted in Parsha's Tetzavah? So one saw a beautiful answer. It was so painful for Hashem to omit Moshe's name from the Torah, even for one Parsha, so he delayed it as long as he could. And since Moshe made the request in Parsha's Kesisa, in every subsequent Parsha, Hashem was reluctant in taking out his name until he got to the last possible Parsha, Parsha's Tetzava. Then he had no choice. Tomorrow, the seventh of others, the yard site of Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe displayed the ultimate sacrifice on behalf of Klai Yisrael. He went for 120 days without eating or drinking in order to receive the Torah directly from Hashem and risked his life for its every detail. And he thereby demonstrated what it is like to be a true leader of Klai Yisrael. The question is commonly asked, what was the difference between Moshe Rabbeinu and Noyach? The Torah testified on both of them that they were extremely righteous people. So why did Moshe's generation survive and even thrive after the sin of the eagle? And Noach's generation was wiped out after the Mabel. And the difference is, Noach was a tzaddik, but he wasn't a leader. Noach wasn't able to influence the people around him, and he didn't pray for his generation. In contrast, no one in history was more devoted or sacrificed as much on behalf of Klai Yisrael than Moshe Rabbeinu. His life's work, his essence was the Torah. But when Hashem decided to destroy the Jewish people and he offered Moshe to rebuild with him, Moshe replied, God, no deal. I will not be separated from my people. I'm the captain of this ship and I'm going down with my passengers. The Zoyer says that Moshe even remedied Noyach's blunder. We have a tradition that Moshe was a reincarnation of Noyach. And the Zoyer explains how Moshe rectified the error of Noyach. He says, we read in the Aftar of Parshish Noyach that the Mabel is called Mei Noyach, the waters of Noyach. And the question is, why do we attach the destruction of the world to the name of Noyach? Wasn't he a righteous person? Nevertheless, since he wasn't able to persuade his generation to repent, he has the dubious distinction of the Mabel being called Meinoyach. Says the Zoyer, when Moshe said Mecheni no, it rectified Meinoyach. If we anagram the word Mecheni, it's the same letters as Meinoyach. Moshe Rabbeinu's sacrifice of Mecheni also amended the indiscretion of Noyach. The antithesis of Moshe Rabbeinu was Yeravim ben Avat. Yeravim was a Jewish king and a brilliant scholar, but he was ultimately responsible for turning the Jewish people to avoid the Zara. There's a fascinating Gemara, Masech the Sanhedrin. Reb Abba said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu offered Yeravim the deal of a lifetime. Shetofsha HaKadosh Baruch Hu Yeravim bevigdoi. Hashem grabbed Yeravim by his garment and he said to him, Chazoy, repent. Vani va'ato banishan etayl beganeden. And I and you and Davra Melech will walk together in Ganeden. Any sane person would say, God, where do I sign? But Yeravim replied, Mi barash, 
Who's going to lead? And Hashem said, Ben Yishai Baraj. David will lead. If so, I don't want. I won't repent. God, no deal. Ask Rav Chaim Shmulevitz, why did Yeravam ask Hashem who would be first? He already told him, I and you and Ben Yishai will walk in Ganeiden. He already told him that he would be first. So why then did Yeravam ask again who will lead? Says Rav Chaim Shmulevitz, Yeravam was so haughty, so narcissistic and arrogant, he wanted his honor on the Jumbotron with his name and lights at the Super Bowl. He wanted that Hashem should spell it out for him. He was only interested in his honor and his glory. Humility is the greatest prize that a man can aspire to. The praise of the greatest person who ever lived was that he was the humblest of all men. That man was Moshe Rabbeinu, our leader. The omission of Moshe Rabbeinu's name in Parshas Tetzaveh should not be viewed as something negative and degrading, but rather it stands as an eternal tribute to Moshe. It is the Torah's own testimony to Moshe's greatness, that he was ready to relinquish everything, including his name in the Torah, in order to assure the continuity of the Jewish people. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.